is a bloody disgusting podcast network. We gonna carry on and plan the sequel, cause let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. Ah! Welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your weekly roundup of queer horror shorts, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and I think this is our first stop-motion film, Joe. This is true, yeah. We've covered a couple of, well, at least one, maybe two animated ones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're talking about Daniel Sterling Altman's Hi, It's Your Mother. Which is a bit horror light, correct? Oh, 100%. Yeah, like this barely gets addressed as a horror film, apart from the fact that it's a little horrifying to see a claymation figure spouting blood. I will say that the gore effects are quite good. I mean, gore, I mean, the the blood animation, especially when she's lying on the ground at the end, like with just bleeding profusely out of her finger stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good animated sequence. Yeah, and apparently doing a little bit of research on this short, I discovered that liquid is very difficult to do in stop motion, so Hmm. this took him quite a while to figure out how to do it convincingly and also in a way that didn't kill him. Oh, I'm sure. Well, okay, so what what brings this short our way then, Joe? (laughs) So there's some pretty explicit queer content here. A little bit. (laughs) We mean explicit in both senses of the word. (laughs) This is true. And maybe I'll just start with the logline in case people haven't had a chance to watch it. And of course, you can always find the link to the short in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So the short is when Lisa, while handling a sharp knife, gets a call from her dreaded mother nagging for a visit. Frustration gets the best of her and digits are severed. Meanwhile, her son Adam just wants to have teenage sex with his boyfriend in secret. After hallucinating from blood loss to unconsciousness in front of her son, Lisa reveals her true anxieties for Adam to keep visiting her in her old age. But then he also introduces his boyfriend to her, which she did not know because she totally missed that he was fucking his boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently the genesis of this short was that Daniel... This is part of his thesis project that he was completing at Concordia University, which is in Montreal, which is one of the other big production hubs in Canada. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to do something about a woman who discovers her son having gay sex because he is himself a queer man. And he was like, this will be fun. Mm -hmm. And then he also wanted to address a woman having a hallucination to the bossa nova. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so I I did enjoy this, and I I made my prejudices against stop motion and claymation very clear in past episodes. It's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I would choose not to watch it unless pressed. Right, which is why I scheduled this. Yeah, no, this I, I'm pressed for this. Um, so why, <laughs> while I can appreciate the animation here and how much, because I know a ton of work goes into this stuff. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's just not pleasing to my eyes. That being said, yeah, it's just over four minutes long, and so there are. I feel like there is a lot going on here. We have the overbearing mother, the, the grandmother. We have that. We have the queer surprise queer son. We have the bossa nova. Mm-hmm. We have Izzy Jewish, which is a fun little like coda at the end. Yes. This is actually one of the few times where I do wish that the short was a little bit longer, because this does all feel like a bunch of punchlines to me. 
it's almost like a vignette, right? You're getting just a quick little snapshot into this. It's probably, what, a 20-minute sequence in the lives of these characters. And you think, okay, there is. There's a lot going on here. And Daniel has elaborated that he was really interested in the way that families and intergenerational families end up, you know, commenting on each other. So this idea that Lisa doesn't want to be like her mother. She doesn't want to be this overbearing woman, which is part of the reason why she is so accepting of her son's queerness, because she doesn't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, A, I didn't realize it was a teenage son. I totally thought it was like an adult son that's still with his mother. (laughs) I don't know why I I thought that. But, um, very bold, just straight up fucking upstairs when your mom could walk in at any moment. Right? I honestly was not so bold when I was in high school. I was very much like, oh, I'll masturbate in my room, but I'm not going to, like, bring my secret boyfriend up there to fuck him while my mom is downstairs cooking in the kitchen. Bold. Right. <laughs> I feel like this is why we always see depictions of teen sex in cars or at parties and stuff, right? It's away from the prying eyes of adults. Yeah, although also the car stuff is really dangerous too, because God forbid a security guard or a cop walks up to you. Right, but maybe that's also part of the illicit nature of it, right? You secretly want to get discovered because that adds to the thrill. Oh, absolutely. And again, I like seeing that aspect. I mean, you know, again, we don't see a lot of queer youth stories where it's just like, because I'll even say mainstream, right? Because I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of something like Love, Simon, or, you know, even Love, Victor, which, you know, is on Hulu now. Right. And we don't get a lot of, like, sex, like, queer sex no. in these stories. Oh, God, because, no. well, we have to break in the non-queer folk, right? To be like, mm-hmm. look. Don't scare them off. They're just like you and us. But the second you bring in, like, you know, ass play into things, it's like, ooh, maybe that's too much. <laughs> oh, dude, I literally just watched a Hallmark Christmas movie that is making waves because Jonathan Bennett is gay and actually kisses a man in it. Wait, wait, wait. Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls? Yeah, man. Oh, I so I knew he was gay, but I thought he was still, like, not fully, like, hey, I'm gay. <laughs> oh, my God. He is pride flag banners gay. Oh, my God. Side note. Move your... F- yeah, okay, we'll cut then. that out. But... Well, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is one of those things, right, where you can't be too daring. You can't show too much. And I do feel like that's one of the things that this particular short gets the benefit of because you're not actually seeing anything. It's not like you're seeing claymation dick. No, but 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 I think the animation style lets you put your guard down. So when we do initially cut to the sex scene, now, yeah, we're not seeing Dick, but we are seeing the bottom with his legs up in the air. Like it could not be more obvious what is happening. 100%. And so I, I actually kind of like that, like when animation uses sexuality, because again, I think when you when people see animation, they're like, oh, it's for kids, even though we are getting this woman that chops off her finger and we get that great effect of the fingers screaming at her. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. It's super good. But when you finally cut to that sex scene, like even myself, who who is totally comfortable seeing sex and what portrayed however, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things that's like, oh shit, like I'm watching these cartoons fuck. Yeah. And Daniel himself is quite aware of that. He actually also made PSAs at Concordia, I think for the school about consent by using animated fruits and vegetables in sexual situations to demonstrate <laughs> what was and wasn't appropriate. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, but apparently the comments were filled with livid reactions, which I think is hysterical. Because it was like, you can't use these anamorphic representations, and also, what is it that you're doing here? Yeah, that makes sense. I did walk away, though, enjoying this short. Much like the short we did, not last week, because we skipped microquiz last week, but two weeks ago with Daisy, 
I do wish there was a bit more here for me to latch on to. It was cute. I got a good laugh out of it. Again, Dakota with Izzy Jewish. Because, again, that's a thing, right? Where it's like a Jewish mother cares mm. more about her child's partner being Jewish than what gender they are. <laughs> right. Love it. <laughs> it's tricky because I, I definitely sympathize with why you might want a little bit more. I can tell you that this short for just under five minutes, like four and a half minutes, mm. it took him eight months from pre-production to final output. Jesus Christ. Shooting itself took three months. I mean, I don't know much about the animation. So I, mean, I know what I saw like for now before Christmas where it's like, oh, we, we pose everything, take a picture, move it just slightly, take a picture. And you're doing 24 frames per second. So again, yeah. multiply that times the number of seconds in the movie, which is why that movie is like 75 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the, the process has evolved since the early 90s with Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, obviously it has. But still, like, if you're doing this on a shoestring budget without any, like, you know, studio backing. Yeah. Right. He's basically making this in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But would you watch a feature-length version of whatever this is? And I, I use that phrasing because, I don't know, like, what what story would you tell here? Or, or since we're kind of moving into the holidays and we are releasing this the same week our episode on Krampus came out... Would you make it more like a Family Stone type movie? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that you could have a lot of fun if you adopted some Peter Jackson, like early Peter Jackson principles here. Like there's a stop motion sequence in Brain Dead, which I know, again, not your favorite film, but yeah. there could be a lot of potential about this horrible mother, mother that Lisa hates coming to visit for the holidays and also trying to keep the secret boyfriend secret. I could see that. I mean, again, my, my issue is brain dead slash dead alive. Is it called brain dead over there for you? Uh, it is. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, I knew I knew in New Zealand and whatever it's brain dead, but I didn't know if it was also there in Canada. I, I really have an issue with Peter Jackson's filming style in that movie because it's just too much. But also, kind of borders <laughs> on the claymation stuff. Again, it's a visual style that doesn't work for me, and that's just my right. own. That's my own thing to overcome. I actually do kind of like that, though. Yeah, like, evil mother comes home, is overbearing on her daughter, and then, like, you know, gets the shock of her life when her grandson turns out to be gay. Maybe she mm -hmm. walks in on him fucking her, her, his boyfriend. Right, yeah. <laughs> and various appendages still get cut off. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she'll eat him and, like, birth him and whatever. It's gonna be really gross and icky, and there's a lot more. No. <laughs> a demon-fighting priest. <laughs> right, there we go. <laughs> we solved it. Well, okay. Well, listeners, let us know what you thought of Hi, It's Your Mother. Um, again, a lot going on here, so I'm very intrigued to see what y'all think of this. But um, on that note, I think we can cross out Hi, It's Your Mother. <laughs> yes, and cross out Microgleers. Microgleers.